Hello. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Mm-hmm. Hoo, mama. Really trying hard to hide that microphone sound. Zooey mama. Zip. 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 No, Zooey. Oh, Was sure. that Pierce from, from the community? He always says that. No, he said that once. What you that said it once. <laughs> Anyways, this, this is, is We Like, like stuff, stuff and So, so Should, should you. you. A show where... We talk about stuff that yeah. we like. And we try to recall very obscure facts about television shows that haven't been on or relevant for almost five to ten years. Mm. Which isn't actually that long. Yes. Friends is still relevant well, the somehow. The thing that I'm going to talk about, the last episode aired 12 years ago. No, 13 years ago. What is that? Talk about it when it's my time, Brennan. Talk about it when it's my time. All right, Melissa. Um, and that's how we introduce ourselves, very antagonistically. Because <laughs> we like... Each inter- other. We do? Maybe. I hope so. <laughs> um, yeah. What's, uh, what's, a, what's a little like that you like? A little like that I like. A little like that I like. A little like that I like. little like that I like. Somebody's stalling. I think my little like today is penne pasta. We should make that tonight. I love penne. Really? I, I, so, something about that pasta, I just don't... It's like long noodles. Well, fettuccine noodles. What? Fettuccine noodles. Like the flat long ones? Yeah. That's That's where it's at for me. Oh, I Sorry, I, I did not complete a full sentence there. See, I don't know, something about penne is just... It's like, it's so much effort for, like, the same amount of noodle, because it's just... Are you kidding? Shape. I just don't like it. Fettuccine is way more effort. It's long and awkward, <laughs> and you have to twirl it around a fork, and it's then it slurps around, and yeah, then it gets you on your eat, shirt. Do you not eat spaghetti just to slurp it? No, I don't want to do that, because then it gets all over my shirt. I'm a mess. <laughs> and if I eat a food like that, it just amplifies the amount of mess that I am. So I prefer penne. It is compact, fits on a fork easily. Just stab it in there. It <laughs> Cheese really clings to it, as does sauce, and goes in the hole. So you I have guess. like this perfect pocket of pasta sauce and cheese on top that really sticks to it it's just perfect it's the perfect noodle i, I know that I, I, a lot like, of people have feelings about pasta noodles and spaghetti and whatever but this is what i like let's clear the air the spaghetti the traditional spaghetti noodle trash okay fettuccine though a plus. It's the same, just flat. No, it's not. Do you when you, when you get like stir fried? Do would you rather thin noodles or thick noodles? So yeah, get out of my face. There's a difference. Okay, but they're not thick noodles. They're just they're they're what? Huh? What was that th sound you were saying? <laughs> they're not. But they're not like. <laughs> 
But they're not like thick the way no, that penne is thick. Now those are some thick Howdy. noodles. Okay. Thick nudes, if you will. Yes. You will? I yes, I right. will. Okay. Thank What's you? your little like for today? Uh <laughs> um if you say it's fettuccine, <laughs> I'm leaving. Nah, it's this weird, it's that weird anime show that I've been watching. Oh. It's like, what is it called? It's called a, it's called a word that I, I can't understand. It's like, uh, love, chunibio, and, and other delusions. It's really weird, and it has like a lot of weird anime tropes, but they're not like, too bad? And it's just really cute and fun to watch. It's just it's it's basically just really really cute just watching this weird awkward relationship kind of like spring together and you you see it develop and it's like yeah I remember what I remember doing that. Yes. Oh, I'm so tall in this chair now. Yes. Sorry. Uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah. Thank you for participating in my <laughs> discussion of the thing that I liked. Sorry, I really that chair is not as comfortable as this chair. And I just was feeling it. No, it's fine. Yeah, that's cool. I have seen exactly one scene of that anime. Don't really know if it's for me, but I like that you like it. Yeah. Like, there's definitely parts where you'll be like, aww. And then the rest of it is just like, man, this girl needs to grow up. Four of these girls need to grow up. And then that's that's the whole point of the show, though. So it was like, yeah, I knew what I was getting into. But yeah, I think you go first today. Okay. Well, then I'll tell you about my first thing, which is something that the last episode of this TV show aired 17 years ago. No. What did I say? I don't know. I think you said it was it was more than 13. 15. 13? Oh. 13 I years wrong. ago in 2007. Okay. What do you think it could be? Gossip Girl? No. Good guess though. That's that's all I got. I don't know anything else. It is the Mighty Boosh. Ooh. Which I am also surprised I have not talked about. Yeah. Uh, You were talking today how you were like running out of things and it's like, we're really not. No, we have. No, the the thing about me is that like, I'm not running out of things. I'm just like running out of, like there's tons of things I like. I'm just just running out of things that I know a lot about because like there's lots of things I like that I know minimal knowledge about. That's fair. Yeah. Um, But yeah. The Mighty Boosh is a British TV show. It started in 2004. And that makes sense. The last episode <laughs> was in 2007. Um, it's a BBC show. It stars Julian Barrett and Noel Fielding as the two main characters. It is three seasons long. Each season has a different um, sort of story arc where those two characters whose names are um vince noir and howard moon are in different um they're in different like situations um it's it's so wild it's like such a good kind of weird yeah it's the it's the best kind of weird it's like probably my favorite show ever um but yeah it's really really silly um so the first season they, um, Howard Moon and um, Vince Noir work at this zoo called the Zooniverse. And <laughs> so that's the whole first season. 
It's just they are working at the zoo. Um, it's very silly. Um, the second season, they are in a band. They are? Um, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Because that one has... I'm trying to remember what the arc of that one is. I haven't watched it in a while. Were they at like... Oh, no, the zoo one. Oh, it's well, they have their flat. They just have this like apartment and mm. they... Um, there's just like a lot of music in it. So that's why I said that. But um, it's just like they're living in this apartment. Oh, yeah. And building a career out of their band. I knew it. You made me... It made me feel weird about it. Um, but yeah, they move into this flat and then it's like them trying to get a, um, a hit with their band. Um, which is why in The Nightmare of Milky Joe, I don't know if you remember <laughs> that one, they're trying to like get this record deal. Oh, and they're like basically just asking, I guess, demons? No. Milky Joe you- seems like a demon. Do you not remember who Milky Joe is? Not entirely. Okay. Milky Joe is... Okay, basically, let me just summarize this episode. Sure. As a intake... Oh, let me just first say that the final season, season three, is they all work... Vince, and Noir, Vince Noir and Howard Moon work at um, this store called the Naboo Boutique. And Naboo is another character who is actually played by Noel Fielding's brother. Yeah. Um, but there's also a lot of other great characters in the show um, and good actors and things. Um, but this episode, The Nightmare of Milky Joe, is an incredible episode. Essentially what happens is Howard and Vince get stranded on a desert island. Sure. They're on a cruise and they get thrown overboard because Howard – or. Sorry, they get thrown overboard of the cruise ship because Vince tries to cut the captain's hair while he's sleeping. And Sorry, why does he try to cut the captain's hair while he's sleeping? Because he's a nighttime barber. Ah, yes, of course. Um, he basically, How could I forget? He tells Howard as well that <laughs> while Howard is sleeping, um, so Vince tells Howard that he cuts Howard's hair while he's sleeping. Ah, He's like, yeah, I just come at you while you're sleeping with my sister. How do you think your hair never changes? And Howard's like, I guess. So that's why he thought it was okay. Anyway, so then they get thrown off the cruise ship and sure. they end up on this desert island. Um, eventually, after a while, um, Howard makes friends with this coconut that he names Milky Joe. Oh, okay. Who is French because he wears a stripy scarf. Okay. And he's really into John Paul Sartre and fossils. And they just talk about philosophy and stuff like that. And they kind of leave Vince out of it. Um, eventually, they start building these, like, huts to live in. And they, like, really get accustomed to the island life. And then Vince brings around this other coconut whose name is Rose. She's a female coconut. I think her name's Rose. Doesn't really matter for the context of the story. They start, like, you know, it's basically a coconut on a stick wearing, like, a cloth, you know? So it's, like, it's that's the coconut like, woman. Sensual? Is that the vibe they were trying to get with that this cloth? What? I don't know. Why do you no. describe it like that? It's like a dress. It's like, oh, okay. It looks like a scarecrow with a coconut for a head kind of I thing. I see. For some reason, I was picturing, like, a like a sheer... 
Oh, no, thing. No, and no. I was like, what's going it on? It was just like scraps of clothes and stuff. Gotcha. And then, um, and then Vince brings around the second coconut woman named Precious Lily White. And, um, and, uh, Howard is like, you can't hog all the women on the island. Like, I want to date one too. So then he ends up dating Precious Lily White and then leaving, um, Milky Joe all on his own. Um, and then it turns out that Precious Lily White is, like, kind of abuses Howard. And, like, Vince comes over and is like, come out to the party. Like, it's a wild party on the beach. And on the beach, it's, like, this DJ with a pineapple head and a bunch of other coconut people. Nice. And then um, he's like, come out to the party. And Howard's like, no, I can't. I got I got to put up a shelf. And he's like kind of hiding in the door. He's like, Precious Lily White says I have to put up a shelf. And Vince is like, no, come on. It's okay. And he like comes out and he has like a black eye. And Vince is like, has she been hitting you? <laughs> it's just really stupid. And, uh, okay. So I thought Milky Joe. He's a coconut. No, I thought that was um, the Bogman. Oh, oh, yeah. That's okay. why. Anyway. So I'm not finished, but I no, almost I understand. am finished. I understand. So basically, essentially, what happens is they end up killing Precious Lily White because she falls over and hits her head on a rock, and, and all of open. her coconut milk goes out into the sand. And then they're like, "Coconut milk? Well, coconut water? Sorry." Okay. Well, if they if they'd use milk, it's fine. But I was just like, "No, it's coconut water." Okay. Um, falls onto the sand, and then they're like, "We gotta get out of here." We just and they go. Um, I'm pretty sure they go to the beach and try and act normal for a bit, but um, I think like Milky Joe catches up on them and tells on them or something. But then the the coconuts like come to life, and there's like these police coconuts that are like chasing them through like Scooby Doo style. Yeah, through like the forest. But then they wake up on the beach, and it turns out they were eating rancid coconuts, and they both were like sharing this delusion. Nice. That's like the whole thing. But at the very end of the episode, this is the whole reason why I told the story. Yeah. Is that they go to this pie face record event where um, they're they're supposed to like go because they want to get a record deal with pie face. And they're like about to um, they're like watching this show and the guy announces, okay, for our next band, it's Milky Joe and the Coconuts. And it's just Milky Joe and all these coconuts. And they sing this song. And it's like, isolation. I don't know. It's this whole song. But Howard also sings it when he's on the beach. It's it's a whole thing. It's really, it's really fun. Um, what Brennan is thinking about is Old Greg, which yes. if you've ever heard of Old Greg, he's pretty an iconic character from the Mighty Boosh. And that's actually how I found out about it because my brother showed me Old Greg the clip of it and i was like this is so weird but i love it and then i found out it's a whole show which has weirder moments than old greg a hundred percent yeah um just for just for anybody who's might be like disgusted but interested the way i feel about the mighty boosh it's like it's similar to how i feel about it's always sunny in philadelphia where like it's like surreal it's not necessarily like this is this is it's, funny. It's like but, I don't understand why they're doing this, but it makes sense in their world. Yeah, but it's surreal in a more palpable way because it's it is like not 
palpable. But, no, but I mean, the fact that, like, the surreal bits of it are so, like, wild and extreme that it's, like, that it's hilarious. I feel like Always Sunny is, like, always grounded in this weird reality that just, like, makes you uncomfortable. Gotcha. Whereas this is, like, they're going on weird adventures and they're meeting, like, the, like they're, talking like, yeah. animals and, like... Oh. oh, the best part that you... You didn't forget, but I want to add, make sure... They also play all the weird, like, creatures or people yeah, that are in the like, show. It's super low budget, so all the costumes are horrible. They But, play- but they have so much, like, it's low budget, but, like, they had, like, four different full-body full monkey suits in one episode. Oh, yeah, it's not... It, I don't understand. Like, they have money, but it's, like, it's almost, like, a lot of the time it's very purposefully bad. Bad, and, like, yeah. Like, almost, like, arts and crafts style. It's, like, all of their costumes are, like, pretty bad and pretty awful, but that adds to, like, how hilarious it is and how stupid. And, like, I think my favorite is when, not specifically, but, like, when they show, like, the grand, like, costume of something, but then they zoom in on their face and it's just their face embedded in, like like material with their face yeah. just sticking out and just colored well, one of um noel fielding's character is the moon and it's literally yes. his face in like almost with like a circle around it and then it's just covered in shaving cream and he just like talks it through it it's so stupid but it's incredible and i mean if you've ever seen old greg you know the level of special effects on him is yeah pretty and silly. the the disco ball man the mirror man oh uh, yeah mr susan it's time for you to do the choosing. Look at them shine. Can and we it, play that clip? Is it appropriate? Does he say anything know. weird? We could also play one of the crimps because they also do these like crimps, which is basically like a full song. Yeah, but it's like the whole purpose of a crimp is that you don't rehearse it or practice it. For you're real? Just, you're just on the same wavelength that you just say the same stuff. And create this, like, incredible thing. Um, But, yeah, the crimps are sweet. Also, like, there are so many incredible scenes in that show and so many stupid jokes. Like, um, there is this whole episode where... um, (laughs) That's the only thing I could think of, but... Yeah. We don't have to. Yeah, maybe we can ask... if you want to look up Mr. Susan, I feel like the <laughs> yeah, effect you, is lost if you don't see the for whole sure, Mr. Because, Susan. For sure, because, again, like, the costume of it. Is incredible. And when Mr. Susan also, is introduced when, um, what's his name? Vince. Vince. When he goes into a mirror dimension um, looking for a, a different portal to go somewhere else. To monkey hell. Monkey hell. Because... Yes, because the other dude was taken because he was accidentally killed or some nonsense. Yeah, because... That was a, no, there's no way we can get into okay, that episode. just a really quick thing. <laughs> Bolo, the gorilla at the zoo, also talks. And he is on his deathbed. And so Howard goes out into the zoo dressed up as the monkey because an investor is coming. And they're like, oh, you have to put this costume on and pretend you're the monkey so that the investor will give us money. And then the Grim Reaper comes because Bolo's supposed to die soon and takes Howard instead of Bolo because he's wearing the monkey outfit. And then Howard goes to monkey hell. So then they're like, so then Vince also tries to go to monkey hell to try and save Howard. It's a really good episode. It's so good. I think that is one of my favorites so far. I haven't I haven't really watched the second season. I think I just did the first. Yeah, the second season confused. has some incredible episodes. You really have to see Milky Joe. I can't believe you haven't seen that mm-hmm. one. 
I mean, I already told you everything that happened. Yeah. But it's but way better exactly. when you watch it. Okay. Right. I'm going to stop talking. So I talked way too much, but. Okay. Well, mine is, my first thing isn't as ridiculous, but it's more of a visceral feeling. And I, I feel like when I explain it, it'll, uh, oh no, I forgot what my second thing was supposed to be. I hope it comes back to me. Anyways. Um, yeah, my first thing is more of like the visceral feeling. So my first thing is the experience of going to Wonderland when you're like less than 18 years old. Cause like that, that specifically has such like a, Brennan, what, why you got to limit it, limit it? Because when you're an adult, everything's changed. You could do whatever you want. Like that, and that's what I mean. The feeling of going to Wonderland when you're an adult is still really great. But we haven't it, it's been in a long time, and I really want to go now. No, I know, me too. But it's like the the, the feeling is, is is very different than when you're a child. Mm-hmm. When you're a child, especially like the first, like not the first time. The first time you're overwhelmed. There's so many things to do. There's so much weird food that you've never seen before because you probably don't go to places like that. Funnel cake. I only had funnel cake the first time in like 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 five or six years ago, so that blew my mind as well. So like I've the first experiences, really, I've tried it. I've tried it off other people's, but I've never had my own funnel cake. It's Yo. too daunting. It's so. Anyways, if we go to Wonderland. We'll get funnel cake. So, if you don't know, uh, Wonderland is like Ontario's uh, just amusement park. I don't know. Yeah. I, there, I don't think there's Canada has a lot of amusement parks. I think there's one in BC or Vancouver. I don't know. But, like, just in general, like, it's just Canada's Wonderland. And it used to be Paramount Canada's Wonderland, and then they lost all the licenses and all the, like, a lot of rides changed their names for legal reasons, and they yeah. just became like weird. Like the Scooby-Doo ride. What did that become? Ghoster Coaster, I think. Really? Yeah. Scooby-Doo? I didn't know that was a Scooby-Doo ride. It was. I, it, it was, was always, all Scooby-Doo based. It was always Ghoster Coaster for me. No, it was... Maybe I'm thinking about a different thing, but the ride would no, it's not Ghoster Coaster. It's the one where you go into the you go on the Mindbuster? No. No, it's not a roller coaster, it's one where you shoot. Stuff. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's still It was in Hanna Land. <laughs> There's also a Jimmy Neutron ride there too. Are you sure you're talking about Wonderland? Yes. Okay. Their kid area. I know, but I I guess I haven't been in the kid area. Anyways, so you show up at Wonderland and it's just it's always hot. It's always the hottest day when you go to Wonderland. And mm-hmm. it's so... I don't know how that happens every single time. It's 30 plus degrees. You're trying to wear as little clothes as possible. But the less clothes you wear, the more you stick to everything that you touch, including every roller coaster. Um, and, like, when we used to go as a child, like, as children, we would have a circuit. Because once we figured out what our favorite rides were, we were like, we need to go in this circle. And we can hit extra stuff. But these were our checkpoints. And I can't remember where it started, where it ended specifically, but... We had to do the bat. The mm-hmm. bat's with that roller coaster that goes forward. You go loop to loop around a corner, and then you go up. Yeah. And then it just like pulls you up a little more, and then it lets go, and then you go backwards to the same thing, and you're just losing your mind. Um, That's okay. <laughs> and then there's uh, the great. I think it was the Great Canadian Mindbuster. Mm-hmm. That's the rickety one. Yeah, that's the one that destroys your ears, and if you have any earrings, you're I bloody. Think, I think you're talking about well. The Ghoster Coaster is... Cl- the other... I think the Ghoster Coaster is the other wooden one. That one's closer to the bat, I think. Cool. Let's pull up a map of Wonderland. Ooh, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's That'd be a great idea. Um, so then you have that um, uh, map, I guess. 
I'm trying to think, and now I'm blanking because I just yeah. oh, these maps are so. Ah, I remember these maps. Even looking at this map, it it felt like being on an adventure because you had to like find everything specifically. And let's see. Okay, where's the pad? Uh, open, open image. Oh, this is definitely cut off. Oh yeah, there's the bat though. Oh, th I think I was thinking about Thunder Run. But yeah, the bat. See, this one is the wooden one right there. I think that one's Ghoster Coaster. Yeah. Because the Great Canadian Mindbuster is over on the other side of the park. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the one that goes through the mountains. Thunder Run was always great. Uh, but yeah, you would go. We would. I think we would start on this side. Um, the tomb. I can't remember. I can't believe tomb Italian Raider. Job. No, the Italian Job. Italian Job is one of the most fun no. rides. It used to be one of the most fun rides. The Italian job was based off of the movie. You were in Mini Coopers. There was yeah. fire. There That's was helicopters. That's still what it is. No. They took out the fire and they took out the helicopter rig. Okay. Who cares? The, I do. The ride itself is still really fun. It goes really fast and it goes like around all these fun like loops. Yeah. But it's, like it, it's just the, a fun ride. The, the whimsy of it was really <laughs> great. All right. There's a full map. Oh, yeah. You got one right there. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't look good. Well, the one right beside it? This one? Uh, yeah. Cool. Open, yeah. Uh, um, cool. So. So the bat's over there. The red oh, one. Oh, yeah. So you would have flight deck, which was Top Gun. Time warp. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember what time warp. That was Tomb Raider. That was Tomb Raider. Uh, Tomb That's Raider the sucked. one where you lay down. Yeah, I Tomb Raider's like awful. Flight deck's also not that great. It I've, hurts your head. Well, that's the thing. Like, Great Canadian Mindbuster and Flight Deck, they they destroyed your head and neck because there yeah. was no protection. But, but they were just so fun for me. But Flight Deck was like you had pads right beside your head. Yeah, and, and you, you like, constantly just go back and forth. Head, yeah. So, yeah, like this adventure into Wonderland, you would know, like, you would you would be, you would know the suffering you were about to, about to experience as well. But it was like, no, I have to. Which one is that? Oh, the Wild Beast. Any wooden roller coaster was always terrifying. The Wild Beast was definitely... Oh, that's what it's called. Yeah. See, what's the, the Scooby-Doo one called? The Ghoster Coaster. Yeah, it's still called the Ghoster Coaster. No, that's not the one. I'm Are you sure? Yeah. I'm talking about the one where you go in and you shoot the target. Oh, I don't know. Um, But yeah, then, like, if, if it was a day that you were able to go to the water park as well... Oh, yeah. Like... That's it. You're having a good day. Yeah, there's nothing else. And, like, the water park, again, there was always, like, you'd have to hit those those prime time moments where one line would be long and the other one line would be short. You'd have to try not to get any water in your mouth because everything's gross. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, I'd have to say that I feel like a lot of people hate on it, but Dragonfire? Fire ride. Which one's Dragonfire? The little roller coaster underneath of uh, Leviathan. Under Leviathan. Leviathan's right here. Oh no, I love Dragon. It's got two little loops. It's yeah, like, no, it was fun. really fun. It just it just wasn't so like I I did actually go on Leviathan. Yeah, um, Leviathan's good. Leviathan is terrifying because most roller coasters you're strapped in shoulder. With Leviathan, you're strapped in from your lap. Yeah, so is Behemoth. Uh, maybe I'm thinking about Behemoth. I but think like Leviathan, you have the shoulders because it. Goes cool. down like almost upside, like you're almost upside down. No, but so does so does Behemoth. Behemoth, you yeah. like you do do loops, but you're only strapped with your lap. Yeah. And no, you don't do loops. In, no. In Behemoth, no. Uh, I must be fusing roller coasters. It's yeah. been so. You also don't go upside down in Leviathan either, but you do go upside down in the new Yukon Striker, which I've really been wanting to yeah, go on because that's absolutely. a really new ride. 
Um, uh, sorry, I'm hijacking this from you, but I'm it's not very hijacking. Oh, we're we're both excited because I've been wanting to go to Wonderland for who knows how long. Riptide was always like a fun, weird one that no one wanted to do because yeah. they're like, I want to get wet, and I was just like, I want to do it, and then I was not always able to because I went with you like know my what sister. Else is really fun. Sorry, what's that? Yeah. Uh, Shockwave is also really yeah, fun. the one with the. With the arms going up and down and like spinning, yes, yes. absolutely. And the one where you're in a big circle seat, the like, sledgehammer. Yeah, the sledgehammer. Uh, that one's super fun. Anyways, so to so get are back we going to, to it, Wonderland or what? <laughs> to get back to it, the visceral experience of knowing you're going to suffer an incredible amount of pain. You have to probably wait maybe minimum half an hour to an hour per ride because the lines are getting or longer more. and longer or more. Mm-hmm. I said minimum, but you know. Mm-hmm. Um, being if especially when you're a kid like you have to choose particularly where you're going to eat because like you only get the one shot food is so expensive and when you go with your parents or whoever it's like well yeah we clearly have to buy food um last time i had a picnic well that's the thing too so as we got older me and like our cousins we would strategically plan we would park close enough by um there was a couple times where we cheated and we parked in just like somewhere else and just walked over, but we would have like a cooler in our car. We would take that break, go to the cooler, yeah, crush a bunch I did of food. Last time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, when you're a kid, the world is your oyster because you get to try all these weird like it's 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 clearly it's it's so much fattier and so bad for you. And it's like, yeah. why aren't I allowed to have this all the time? It's like because it's bad and it costs fifteen dollars for a single fries. Yeah. But yeah. But like at the end of the day you can go for your Dairy Queen or ice yeah. cream or you know Starbucks cold drink. If yeah and like that that's what I'm saying like the again I never really we never really did like we did the one food. So we didn't do a food and dessert. It's when I got older that I, we did like funnel cake and stuff. <laughs> but um yeah, the whole experience like growing up going to Wonderland and it's what? It's like forty bucks for a day, but if you get like the season's pass, it's like I think it's like a hundred and something. Yeah. Also there's always deals to get like tickets for like thirty bucks and stuff. Yeah, it's not like bad. it's through Max and whatever. But yeah, no. The just wonder like I think I think if you live in a t- in in a like close enough to an amusement park, like you will probably have the same kind of experience. I've always wanted to go to Six Flags. Um, Mm -hmm. I've like uh, going to Disneyland and anything like that with rides and stuff like that is always cool. But like, um, what's another, isn't there another place in like Florida that has ride that's like known for its amusement park? Disney world. I guess maybe I, I, I I thought there was another one. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, that's also, can I just add one other thing on? Yeah, go for it. Is the feeling also of just like driving past Wonderland and seeing it. Even if you're seeing not it, going seeing, there. Seeing the rides being used. Just and like, like seeing the roller coasters sky. Like, like, like to when touch I, the sky. Yeah, a couple years ago when I worked with my uncle, we like drove to Vaughn a couple of times because we had to pick up stuff. And we were just driving and then I just saw Wonderland like right there. I knew I wasn't going to go, obviously. But even just that feeling of like seeing it and being like, wow, it's right there. <laughs> then you have people like Aaron who just like live right by it. Yeah. She worked at Wonderland for like a lot of years. Yeah. So it's probably a different feeling for her, but she's not a part of this conversation. Mm-hmm. You're really great, Aaron, still. Um, Sweet lifeguard. But yeah, no, like everything about like the experience of going to Wonderland is bonkers. And yeah. it's still like, it's still like such a good memory, regardless of like how sweaty we were, if we had a bad time because of accidents or whatnot, like, or right, like when, when you're waiting in a line and the ride shuts down, it's like, 
well, do we wait and gamble to see if the ride comes back early enough because yeah. people leave? Or should we come back and like wait another half hour? It's like, yeah. well, I don't know. Every, everything's a gamble. I don't know what I'm doing. It it definitely is, yeah. But that's like when you're at Wonderland and it starts to rain. Which in the summer, oh, with the heat dude, like, no. is so unpredictable. But it's the best because when it rains, the weak people leave. And then we still go on the rides, and it's the greatest. They shut down the rides when it rains. Well, not not when it's like super, like when it starts to rain. Sometimes, um, well, I feel like it's, it's they shut them down until the rain stops. A lot of the time, you're, you're probably right. But I feel like there was there was instances where like rain would like shoo people away. Oh no, I think they would leave the lines to try and do something else, but we would stay. Hmm. Because if it's like a day that it's not supposed to rain, then we would know. Um, and then, like, Canada's Wonderland has Halloween Haunt, or it used to be Fear Fest. I can't remember yeah. what it actually is. Uh, they've changed a lot of names. I don't care about licensing. But, like, Fear Fest was amazing, because you would go at night, there would be people just running at you, which was always really fun to kind of, like, it was fun to watch them chase other people. Um, it was also fun to watch them, like, try and scare you. Yeah. Um, like, the visceral feeling of being chased is always a bad thing, but, like, I would know to expect this. So, like, they would come up to me, and it would shock me, but it would be, like, cool. Yeah. Like, I've you're in been... my mouth. <laughs> I've never been to Fear Fest. That's also... Slash Halloween Haunt. It's probably, it's probably more... It depends on when you go, but, like, when it's Halloween Haunt, because it's at night and less people go, if you go, like, a week or two before actual Halloween, there's barely anybody there. So, it, it like, you can, you, can do, you can do so much. Mm-hmm. And not have to like you could you could hit every roller coaster you want to, and then maybe like double up. It's so good, yeah. and and doing everything at night, it's just it's more terrifying. Moving at high speeds when you don't know what you're seeing, absolutely great. Yeah. Anyways, Wonderland, Wonderland's great. Wonderland is great. Yeah. Wonderland's great. What's your second thing? Well, it was gonna be one thing, but I think I have decided to change it. Okay. Last minute. Okay. So. Oh man, I really gotta remember what my second thing was. My new thing is escape rooms. Oh, okay. Um, I really like escape rooms a lot. Uh huh. I find them very fun and a good time. I would like to brag, and you're part of this brag, because Brendan, Tristan, Aaron, Alex, and I beat the record of escaping from a room uh, at, at the lift lock escapes yeah. and the feeling of doing that the feeling of escaping the room in general a plus. is sweet brendan and i also beat a room at the one that's in the mall yeah together that was also really that was fun. actually really good i'm i'm just very upset that like i looked in a corner and i saw what looked like just a stick and i was like that's stupid and it was actually a thing it was like the needed. key it yeah. was like the one thing we couldn't figure out yeah so that was a little bit rough but um yeah we uh <clears throat> i really like going to them i think that um they're a really fun time if you don't know what an escape room is let me tell you about it basically you and however many friends slash people can go in that room are all locked into a room 
for usually around 40 to 60 minutes. In that time, you follow clues to try and figure out what's going on and then unlock yourself from the room. Um, Usually the clues are not super obvious. There's just like books or um, padlocks on things. Like basically when you get into a normal escape room, everyone that I've done anyway you um there's a bunch of padlocks on like everything and you basically have to try and figure out like what are the combinations to these different locks and Mm -hmm. by using various different clues around the room so maybe if you put this puzzle together it will show you a, a clue that unlocks one of the locks or maybe if you um you know follow this book but also look at this picture on the wall it helps you unlock one of the locks Um, yeah like like usually there's sometimes context clues like there'll be like newspaper clippings and like four out of five of the articles are like trash but then there's like this one article talking about this one person that you saw a picture of and it's like uh uh-oh yeah brendan and i i'm not gonna I am going to brag again because the one time when we did the one at the mall, there's this one part where you had to like read a code, but like decipher something. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to give too much information about it because I don't want to wreck it. They they might have changed it, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. But basically there was like this code on the wall. And so you had to decide what the symbols all meant and in order to decipher it. And like, there's a chalkboard and Brennan and I were like, I would read him the symbol and he'd be like, okay, here's all the options. And then we were able to like write out all of this stuff. And it's like, then you figure it out. And when you actually unlock the thing, it's like, it just feels good. It feels so good. You're like, wow, I just figured that out. You feel so good. There's one in Toronto that we did also on our first date. Imagine that. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, And that one had a really cool mechanic, too, where, like, there is this um, sheet of uh, music, and you um, had to put it under the guitar strings. Mm -hmm. And um, when you put it under the guitar strings, um, it, like, showed you what strings to play in what order. And then you played it and it unlocked this like secret like door. And then you went, you had to crawl in the door to get into the other room. Yeah. Okay. The other thing that I love about escape rooms is that some of them are so creative and there's like so many different rooms to go in. Um, like we've been in ones where like you have to like climb up into rooms. There's one with like a small ball pit. Um, there's like all of these cool and fun like hidden things, and sometimes you don't even expect it to be there. It's, and- it's like the it's 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 so boggling because you, when you're in a room, usually you expect to be in that room, and then when you make it through certain places, it's like oh, this escape room is like three times as large larger than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, and there's so many more clues and codes that you like have different to types out. of puzzles. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, and you have to like really use your brain in super unique ways that you normally don't. Like the way that you think about stuff and um, you just have to think about it in like fun ways and like solve all these puzzles. And I just think that's a really cool thing to do. And it's way more fun to actually be like so saturated in it also. It's like you're living this like jailbreak or you're living this like archaeology life or whatever Mm -hmm. whatever the theme is of the room 
it's just a good time. So not only are we going to Wonderland soon, we're also going to do an escape room because I say it's fun and I say we do it. Yeah, I feel like maybe... Are there other escape rooms in Peterborough? There's the two. But we haven't done all the rooms by a long shot. Yeah, we should go again. We definitely should. Aaron, Alex. Tristan. Do you want to go? Yeah, do you want to go? Text us. Yeah. Text us now. If you're listening, don't be weak. And if you're not listening, you're bad friends. And you're not coming. Brendan and I are just going to go by ourselves. Yeah, and we're going to rock it. We're going to do a five-person one with two people. And we're going to lose, but... We're going to lose spectacularly. Yep. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, <laughs> that was weird. Okay. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was a little weird. I was having a good time. We all were. <laughs> Just because it's weird doesn't mean it's a bad time. All right. I'm weird 80% of the time. Am I a bad time to be around? Uh, you're you're asking I don't know there was a the, I was supposed to say a phrase I can't remember how to say it yep. do what any good parent would do <clears throat> we'll talk about that another day oh my god I was just like I, I, that could be my thing now <laughs> honestly no that's gonna be my thing <laughs> that's absolutely gonna be my thing because uh-huh. I feel better about that I completely what, whenever I figure out what my actual second thing was supposed to be I'll probably do it another time because uh, my thing was going to be two experiences and I cannot remember what that second like experience well, this is an experience oh for sure yeah so my second thing <laughs> and we could talk about <laughs> we could talk about how weird and wrong the show is and like it it's one of those things where it's like it knows what it's doing yeah, and it knows it's that it's horrible. bad yeah it's like it, it it knows that it's doing a bad thing it's not trying to play it off as like oh this is good or like this is funny it's like no these are bad things that things are happening it's like that's 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 why so anyways there's a show on netflix called mike tyson's mysteries it is the wildest show I have ever seen. Well, it's, one of them. Yeah, it's like in my one entire of life. the worst yeah. shows. So it, it involves um, Mike Tyson. I think actually, right? It's actually him? Yes. Yeah. So it's, it involves my, it's an animated show. And it involves Mike Tyson. Um, it involves his adopted daughter, Young. Young Lee? Young He, I think. Young He. Um, who I don't know voices her. Um, there is... Um, Marcus, which they just kind of like thrashed his his actual name. I think what was his name? John Douglas. John Douglas, but he's the Marquis of something of Thorns Queensbury. But because he introduces himself as the Mar- Marquis of Queensbury, um, especially with his lisp and like the playing off of of Mike Tyson, he's the voice of the Dean from Community. Yeah, so if you know that voice. Yeah, true. that's exactly it. But like Mike Tyson is played off as like a very like just abs- astronomically like just idiot character but he's still mike tyson so he plays like he's strong and he has all this money but like he doesn't know what's happening um so yeah he's just been calling him marcus because that's how he hears marquis um and then there's pigeon um pigeon is never explained up until later and then when it is explained it's just like oh that's what happened let's never talk about that again each episode is 11 minutes yeah um and pigeon is a talking pigeon yeah it's a talking pigeon that's basically was it was like not to spoil things because it's not a huge yeah let's not talk about it then no no no. okay that's fair no this isn't a spoiler pigeon is basically like like 
a, a sleazeball, oh, yeah. like gross, like drug addled man. Pi- yeah, in a as pigeon a pigeon body. Yeah, that's basically like what this character is. <laughs> um, so Mike Tyson's mysteries, their whole thing is that they get they get mysteries in um, via pigeons. Yeah, th- yeah, they have this whole. Sorry, the music cut at the wrong time, and I I heard it cut, and I was like, did something happen? Sorry. So yeah, they get the so Mike Tyson lives in this big house. He lives with all these people. His adopted daughter Marcus. Um, did you say that Marcus is a ghost? I did not. Marcus is a ghost from the 1700s. I think so. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Straight up, he's just all white. Every it's it's so good. It's so stupid. It's basically like <laughs> Scooby Doo, but, but inappropriate bad. and and stupid and offensive. Yeah, it's inappropriate, offensive, Scooby Doo, um, but it's like so Tyson. bonkers. Um, yes. They're like, what was the one episode with the letter? Yeah, so that episode. So one of the so whenever they get mysteries, Mike Tyson literally has a pigeon coop um, in his backyard, and mysteries are attached to pigeons, and they fly in like carrier pigeons, and uh-huh. that's how he gets his mysteries. Um, and literally, like in episodes, he's like, yeah. Um, Somebody was like, oh my god, you're Mike Tyson. I'm actually writing you a mystery right now. And he was like, hey, sorry, guy. Um, we we only accept uh, mysteries by pigeon and we'll get back well, to you. that's not the one I was talking about. No, I know. Okay. I'm just the, the example. We'll get back to you within uh, a week to a year because it's by pigeon. Sometimes pigeons don't show up. Like, they acknowledge how stupid this whole thing is. But they're like, yep, this is how we work. Yeah. And, like, even young and, like, pigeon, they're all like... I, well, I guess we're stuck. Like, I'm a pigeon, and I get all the drugs I want. I'm fine, I guess. I work with you guys. Young is just like, she's 18, and she's just like, yeah, no, this is my dad, I guess. Yeah, Mar- until I don't she know. goes to college. She's just like, whatever. Yeah, so she's just waiting for that. I don't know what Marcus's deal is. I don't know why he's trapped there. Yeah. He's just hanging out. <laughs> like, there's no... I feel like he doesn't have anything better to do. That's, yeah, like, there's no... Anyways, so this letter. Please explain it, because I, I know the episode, but I can't... I... The letter episode? Yeah. Okay, so the letter episode is basically... I don't remember all the details, but I remember the gist. Yeah, I'll, I'll chime in, too, if I have to. they um, get this... Um, I forget what the mystery is exactly, but they go to this person's house and they find this stack of old letters yeah. at this person's house. Um, and one of them oh, no, is so the, a so, love letter. Yeah, so the mystery was that somebody died and like they, they wanted to like like get out their last effects or something. Because yeah. sometimes the mysteries aren't mysteries. Sometimes it's just like, hey, can you do this for me? Can you help me with this task? Yeah, it's so good. Um, and so they find this like love letter and i think the the man dies yeah this man dies and his wife finds a love letter to another woman yeah and she's like oh no it's they addressed find. it's addressed to another woman they find it it's addressed to another woman um so when they hand it to her no yeah no they hand it to her and she's like i'm not this person Oh, right. They hand it to the wife. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They hand it to the wife because they were like, oh, he left this love letter for this person, like Marianne or something. So they go to his wife and they're like, here's the letter. And she's like, I'm not Marianne. She ends up killing herself. No, she has a heart attack. Yeah. Sorry. And dies on the stage. Immediately. Yeah. She she has a heart attack. And then. They're like, well, we can't help this anymore. Yeah. I guess we have to go find Marianne. Yeah. Can I? Yeah. Go for it, please. 
So then they go and they find her, and she's at this like beach house having her like seventieth birthday party. Her entire fa- it's not seven; it's something. Yeah, but her, her entire family. family is there. They're all celebrating with her. It's this whole thing. They're all like, "Yeah, we're like doing this whole thing," um, and they're like, "Here you go. There's this letter from your old colleague of yours who like wrote you this love letter," and she goes to open it. Um, no, she reads it. Yeah. And as soon as she reads it... I thought it was the ink. Yeah, but as soon as she touches it, the letter with her hands, when she touches (laughs) the actual letter with her hands, it melts her skin off. Yeah, her whole body, like she turns into goo and her whole family is there. And they're like, what is happening? And basically it turns out that her and that other guy were Soviet spies. And that was the letter he was going to send her if he ever got compromised so that she could kill herself. Yeah. But like they never got compromised. So they actually had full lives. And he just had that letter because he he was fine. And it was the safety. So he never meant to send it. And he just died peacefully. And then she had a full life and probably wasn't even a a Soviet like spy anymore. In Um, in that No, but. Well, like, like she she wasn't active. That's what I mean. Like, she no, wasn't doing no, anything. No, And yeah, then she just dissolves in front of her whole Yeah, thing. and like the whole that family's the there. That was the episode where I was like, this show is so horrible. It always ends in the worst ways that you don't expect. And it's incredibly good. It's so, it's so good. I implore you. They're only 10, like 11 minute episodes. Just crack out the first season. And yeah. it, you how, need to watch a few. Yeah, you need to keep it going. Because, like, the deliveries, like, Marcus, the, 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 I can't remember that voice actor's name, that actor's name. But the, the Dean? Yeah, the Dean's voice, the Dean's actor, or Marcus's voice actor. Like, the Another delivery is. community reference? Yeah. Two for two. The, the like, it, the, the, the delivery, everybody's acting is just, like, they all know that this is ridiculous. Nobody thinks that this is normal. And that's the best part about this show. They all, they're all experiencing this and they're like, huh? What? Yeah. Pigeon's just trying to like have a good time and get like drunk or drugs. Young He is just trying to help people. Marcus is trying to be fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like nothing. And and like everybody's just like Mike Tyson. Like please don't do this. This is silly. And he's like, no, they're asking for help. Let's go do this. And it's like every time he tries to do good, it's bad. Every uh-huh. time he tries to do a bad thing, it's worse. Like and like everybody gets hurt. There was one. There was one segment where Marcus. They were having a cookout in their pool in the backyard, and the, he was cooking chicken. And Pigeon was just there. Mike Tyson dropped some of the raw chicken and was talking to I think Marcus. Uh, yeah, Marcus or, or Young, and just grabbed Pigeon and put him in the barbecue. And then it hard cuts to Pigeon just being on the kitchen table, singed, and his feet are all like casted. And he's like, "Yeah, you know." You know, I was having, I, you know, there's been there's been some highs and lows to my day, and like the high, I can't remember what his high was. It was kind of like weird and off, and then he was like the low, and like th- you spend a full minute of him describing that like you burned me alive. Yeah. And it like there's no joke. There's that's it. Like yeah. it doesn't get. It's I so think good. My favorite thing of that episode was when there, and he was like, "I will run, not walk to this opportunity." <laughs> As like a turn of phrase, and then it just like hard cuts to Marcus driving the van, like, and they're just sitting there, and he like rolls down the window, and he's like, "Mike, 
you could come in the car now and he's literally running to this in place front, yeah, on because the he's like I should have said I'd drive not run but I gave I gave them my word so I have to run yeah and, and then, that's the bit and then it just zooms out and there's all these cars because they're going so yeah. slow it's so stupid it's so good oh my god I can't believe I've never talked about this but, but um, yeah we're gonna play a song that was a good one yeah that so that was our show that, before we just cut we're gonna play a song now from Mike Tyson's Mysteries. Oh, we are? No. You want to do that? No. No, I don't. I just wanted to do the theme song, but that's, that's fine. That's fair. I was going to I was going to relate it, but I don't think we have time. We don't have time. I know. Hold on. Oh, it's <laughs> We don't have time. I know. I just want to look it up. See. Oh, okay, yeah, never mind. Even the intro, if you watch it on Netflix, <laughs> Mark is coming out of the wall. Ugh. Even the intro, the intro. When you watch the intro, you'll get a full feel for the entire show, because and none the, of those things ever. Yeah, happen. none of those things you never see. It's so great. Anyways, um, so yeah, we're gonna leave you off. It's the end of our show. Uh, we're actually ending it appropriately. We're gonna leave you off with a song, um, by Luca, the last Universal Common Ancestor, who Matt Campbell is a part of, who graciously provides his uh, his his background music for us. Yeah, and thanks, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Thank. Thank you, Luca, Matt, and Jim. I can't remember who else is in there, but I'm sure they're important. Thank you all um, for giving us some songs to play. Yeah. Let's play this song called Every Little One. Um, yeah. So this is Every Little One by Luca. And have a good weekend and stuff. Bye.